Hello and welcome to Snacks, a bite-sized pod where we discuss news, trending topics, behind-the-scenes updates and things that caught our attention. Today is Wednesday and we're doing ump day headlines. And I think you want to start us off with uh, Cooper, the titanosaur as big as a basketball court recognised as Australia's largest dinosaur. Look, I just come across this article right before we were researching for, for this Snacks episode. You've seen the video on uh, Sunrise when uh, old Carl Stefanovic just ran us through what the dinosaur is, but you've got the article in front of you, so I'll let you read it. A journey that began with a little boy finding what he thought was a rock on his family's outback property has ended in a major scientific breakthrough. The Southern Titan is is as long as a basketball court and as high as a two-story building and has been officially recognised as Australia's largest known dinosaur. The mammoth creature's discovery in outback Queensland makes it the first time an Australian dinosaur can be ranked among the world's true giants, a rare space previously occupied exclusive, exclusively by the giant titanosaurs of South America. This thing, it's, monstrous. It's pretty big. It's uh, Imagine that just roaming around the streets and going through the bins. It just fucking squash you. I like what the name it? Cooper. You like the name Cooper for the, for the uh, dinosaur? How did, how did, who came up with that? Was it the kid? I don't he know. found it. He goes, oh, that's Cooper. No, mate. He Next thought it was a Co- rock. Cooper Creek. Cooper Creek. There so you go. Oh, hey, a... if we had to just read on a little bit, the remains of the giant titanosaurian sauropod, known as Cooper for short, were found in 2007 on the east, uh, on east of Cooper Creek. Oh, there you go. That's why they called it well, Cooper. Well, that makes sense, yeah. We probably should have read the article better. But uh, you know what? That's scary that that shit was around back then. Hey, Imagine like you were just sitting in your cave rubbing some sticks together and all of a sudden you got big Cooper just going, <laughs> hey, can I come in for dinner? And you're going, holy shit, no. A bit of Jurassic Park vibes. It's giving me them vibes. It's, uh, Imagine you looked out your window and you see the moo cows and the sunsets and your beautiful view that you have from your, your front sunroom, as you call it, the music room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big ter- Tyrannosaurus Rex is just rolling <laughs> around. It's just a bit, it's a bit scary. I can, uh, it's, it's just nuts, isn't it? Whatever. Uh, Whatever. Hey, Whatever. Move on. Next eh? story. Next. Yeah. All right. Next one comes from LinkedIn News. Jessica Hartog's editor, editor at LinkedIn News. Apple staff skeptical on work from home policy. As many employees return to the places of work and try to juggle a mix of working from home and office work, the hybrid model may not be working for everyone. In a memo sent to his employees last week, Apple CEO Tim Cook asked uh, for most workers to return to the office on set days, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, and work from home Wednesdays and Fridays. Yet according to The Verge, many were unhappy with the announcement, responding in an internal letter that they would like more flexibility, where those who want to work remote can do so. Thoughts, Al Bradford? We keep these news pop, popping up. We had Telstra the other day, Amazon, fucking Twitter have come. Google is saying things. Apple is saying things. No one knows what the fuck to do, do they? Well, they're all just, uh, they're, taking, they're taking back what they sort of said. You can't just go off and spruik how, how good the company is by offering and allowing these flexible workouts and then just sort of on the old uh, intranet, just say, hey, everyone's back. You know, when's, oh, hump day's at home. How good's that? You know, you can listen to hump day headlines from your couch. I'm sure all the, all the cats in Silicon Valley would be happy. You know, they can listen to us um, for this particular episode. And the Fridays, you know, end of the week. But I don't know. It's just, there's, there's probably a lot of uh, workplaces in Australia now who are sort of doing the same thing, I reckon, who's, who offer that sort of flexibility publicly. But deep down, probably don't. I think that uh, companies are going to really, I think that remote work, what am I trying to fucking say? I, I think know. that... Here, I'll give you my rant. It is not going to be easy for companies to set up and work remotely. If you've got a shit work culture, you don't have trust in your people, you don't have processes that allow you to efficiently work from home, you can't... People say they're more productive, but maybe they feel like they're busier. 
but are they getting the things done that needs to push the business in the right direction? I think that a lot of companies will be struggling with what are the frameworks that they surround their talent with that allows them to efficiently uh, collaborate and, and, and work together to get things done? Because no one, as we know, like you may have your work to do, but you're always working as part of a team. Your work is contributing to something overall. So people can say, I work from home, I work all my stuff by myself. Mm. Well, it's fucking not. Yeah. Because you work as part. If you work for someone, you're working part of a machine. Yeah, and collaboration. You know, if you if you need to work with team members, it's like uni. Like you need to f- figure out times during the day that you do stuff together. So there's a lot. There's a lot to digest and a lot to get through. But well, maybe just don't jump for the marketing to get people and make you feel like you're the best company ever, and just say oh, we're doing all this and then don't really offer it. Maybe you should just calm your farm a little bit and just uh, let things play its course without sort of rubbing people the wrong way. I think that just pisses people off. When yeah. publicly you're going, oh, you, you get offered, well, no, I don't, you know? <laughs> I have to come in Monday, fucking Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're kidding, are you? <laughs> uh, I'll tell them to get fucked. All right, next article, moving on. Uh, very, very controversial topic. Uh, been in the news a lot lately, and it's something that's caused, for, for the right reasons, has caused a lot of, caused a lot of conversation. And uh, article comes from Fox Sports News, uh, staff writers at Fox Sports. Our game did did not do enough. AFL confirms Adam Good's Hall of Fame rejection. The AFL commission has, has confirmed former Sydney Swans premiership star Adam Goods has rejected an offer to be inducted into the Australian uh, Australian Football Hall of Fame. A report on Tuesday morning revealed Goods, now eligible for induction after being retired for five years, was unanimously vote, uh, nominated for induction by the Hall of Fame committee, but the 41-year-old has told the league he won't be accepting it. The three-time Swans best and fairest winner hung up the boots in 2015 after being subjected to racial abuse uh, in, a, in a nightmarish final stretch of a career that included two premierships, two Brownlow medals, and four All-Australian selections. It's a bit, yeah, a bit going on there. Oh, you could just tell the relationship between the AFL and Adam Goods probably wasn't that good. Um, it's, it's probably not surprising. He, he, he seemed like he went through a, a bit of shit um, back then when he, when he was playing in his fa- sort of final years. To to be honest, like I, I didn't I didn't mind Adam Goods as a player and stuff. I thought uh, the racial stuff definitely exists, hundred percent. All that stuff he, he was copping is not fucking not on. Um, but I found him to be a bit of a dirty player at the end of his career. Anyway, like, he was kicking people in the dick and shit. You know what I mean? I think that's why people were a bit like. It was blah, a mix. Blah, blah. It was a mixed thing. It was a boil over. I think that if you see like if you've been trotted on and stepped on and treated like shit, yeah. you're gonna react. Yeah. And I think that was a there's a. If you think of the contextual of the situation, how it was, I, I just think it's sad now. Looking at him, he goes, "I don't watch footy anymore. I don't have anything sad. to do with it." It's yeah. a sad, it's a sad ending for for a legend of the game and someone who's done a lot, a lot of things to be an inspiration for for many people across the country. And I think that him rejecting this is just a oh, I don't mind that he's done that. Oh, I like fuck it him. too. Yeah, I like fuck, it too. Fuck it. You know, they tr- they, he should they be didn't celebrated. go to bat. Yeah. You should be celebrated. They didn't go into bat for you. Fuck you. You're the novelty award. You know. Yeah, it just seems like a bit of a piss. Like, wh- yeah. why? He- I got two flags and two Brownlows. Fuck you. Fuck your <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind it. Good move by Adam Goods. Yeah, good move, Babu. Good move. Great move. All right, last article coming from Alison Zhao, uh, Australian what Federal up? Police and FBI nab criminal underworld figures in uh, worldwide sting using encrypted app. Uh, this one's from the ABC. More than 200 members of Australia's mafia and bikey underworld have been charged in the nation's largest ever crime sting, police say. As part of a three-year collaboration between the AFP and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, in other words, the FBI, underworld figures were tricked into communicating via encrypted app designed by police authorities, say. The app known as the NOM 
was used by organized crime gangs around the world to plan executions, mass drug importations, and money laundering. Authorities say they were able to read up to 25 million messages in real time. Police say they uncovered, 20, uncovered 21 murder plots and seized more than 3,000 kilograms of drugs and $45 million in cash and assets. Mate, so how did, did they let a few of these things go through? Did they let a few of these things go through in terms of, like, how do, how do they... Because if you saw something was going on on day one, you're surely pulling them up, aren't you? You're not letting them go through and try and get the big wide net, you know? Like, did they let any slip through the gate or... If you're if you're one of the criminals who've been caught and you've been <laughs> how do they market it? That's what I'm thinking. I'm just thinking I'm spewing. Who told me about this app? You know, <laughs> <laughs> who put me onto this? You know. Oh, Detective it's... Constable Potter. Huh? <laughs> you've got the uh, the old referral programs working a treat here. Oh. Huh? The Dropbox method, Sean Ellis. It's a bit uh, it's a bit fucking scary though. People are organising like like kill like shootings and and hits and and. That's fucking crazy. I didn't realise there were that many people who were that frustrated like and, and angry with people. Well, you were telling us about your experience. You've been on the on the dark web. I've been on the dark web, yeah. Back, well, I watched a lot of Vice Docos early 20s and I just, I was kind of obsessed and I was a bit scared to, to go on. So I downloaded, I think it was Tor, like the Onion browser thing or whatever. And I went on just to see for myself and just see, if, is this shit real? But you can legit, like, they had like fucking... Categories where you could like hit celebrities, hit families and stuff. Like you could literally just like eBay, pick a service and things and people would whack people. You could buy drugs, you could buy grenades, you could buy, like it was fucking insane. It is actually, I don't know, like I'd, I didn't click through anything or anything like that. You didn't like buy that, any grenades? I didn't buy any grenades. But the scariest part was like there's a big, um, like a pedophile like thing on, on there. Like that's how they, they do it and stuff. So you can actually... It's actually quite sick. You can actually see the underground of society sort of... Fucking pedos, huh? Yeah, it's just a bit sick, but I don't know. I was going to say check it out, but probably don't. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> definitely don't check that out. Don't check it out. Um, uh, anyway, hey. <laughs> have a fantastic Wednesday. Hope you've enjoyed the headlines and we'll be back at your hot for another guest episode tomorrow morning.